Hi, I'm Dean Crisp. Welcome to Straight Talk on Leadership. This is what we'd like to say is the no BS zone, where we give you leadership tips, ideas, and practical suggestions to help you become a top leadership performer. Our goal is simple, help you become the best version of yourself and reach your highest potential as a leader. So sit back, turn up the volume, get ready to change your life. So excited to be with you today, and I'll tell you something. We call this the no BS zone around here. You know what that means? The no BS means we try to straight talk on leadership, get straight to the point. Kind of we do use science. We do use things that are important, but we really try to get to the heart of the matter in terms of leadership. We're so excited to bring all to bring this podcast to you and so excited for all of you to join us. Uh, we're set back. It's going to be a great day. We're going to talk about some things that are I think are extremely important to you as it relates to leadership. And so we're going to talk about the art of becoming intentional with your leadership. This podcast is certainly connected to everything that we do at LHLN. And if you don't know what that is, that's the Leaders Helping Leaders Network, where we absolutely believe that leaders should help other leaders not only grow, but help themselves grow. We think it's your responsibility as a leader to help others grow as well as yourself. So with that being said, everything we do here, our podcast, our blogs, our classes, our conversations, everything's about becoming more intentional in your life as it relates to leadership. You know what? I'm going to welcome a, a guest and a person that's going to help me kind of stay on track, but also to help you learn more about becoming intentional is Kelly Corvin, who is the operations manager for LHLN. Kelly, Welcome. Hey, Dean, how are you? This is exciting stuff, huh? I know. You know, it's pretty good. It's uh, exciting for us to start doing our first podcast, and this is going to be the first of many. We've got a series of these things rolled out. Of course, you're going to be talking to the folks a little bit later about all those exciting things that are coming their way, and we hope that they're going to kind of put us on their calendar and join up and subscribe to our podcast. And also, some of them may take our course or may have been taken our course, but become a part of our leadership network. See, that's what's important is we all join in this network to help each other become the best we can possibly be. So I know that uh, things have been pretty exciting. Can you tell folks a little, a few things that's going on at uh, LHLN right now? Absolutely, Dean. We obviously have classes. Dean uh, has his signature class, Intentional Leadership Leading with a Purpose. Um, we're working on a few more, and we'll have some new exciting things to unveil here in a few months. The biggest thing I would encourage everybody with, uh, with us starting to roll out our blog and the podcast is if you want to get those notifications, if you'd like to comment on any of it, please go to our website, www.lhln.org, and sign up. That will get you automatic membership as a member of LHLN for the time being and get you access to our leaders library, the community of peers, all kinds of exciting things. And we're adding stuff all the time. So it's really a good time to be on the ground floor with it. Don't you think so, Dean? Oh, yeah, it's great. You know, and these podcasts, every we're going to start every one of them with what we uh, call the kind of our quotation, if you will. And I want to talk about a quotation from John Maxwell. He says, a leader who knows the way goes the way and shows the way. And that's really what we're trying to be on LHLN is to try to show the way, go the way, and know the way in terms of leadership and what your leadership and how you can make yourself better as a leader. You know what I know is what it's like on a personal level to struggle as a leader. I became a leader pretty early in my career, about the age of 29. And uh, really, uh, I was 
I had a pretty good knowledge of what I was doing in terms of being a police officer, a detective and supervisor, but had no idea what it was like to really lead. There's a big difference between being a manager and a leader, and there's also a big difference between being a supervisor and being a leader. With that being said, you know, you got to know the way, show the way, and go the way. And so we're also at the end of this going to end with what we call every time the no BS tip, which means we're going to challenge you at the end of our broadcast uh, with these tips uh, or tip on leadership. Uh, and today it will certainly be geared towards intentionality where we're going to challenge you. We're just not going to talk about leadership. We're going to challenge you to make your life better and get out there and really get into this. You know, leadership has to be a lifestyle. It's not nine to five. It's not when it's easy. Uh, it's a full-time job, if you will. And so let's get into the subject of uh, intentionality. And intentionality is everything. And, you know, the law of intentionality basically kind of means this, that the more you become intentional with anything you do in life, the more likely it gets done. And, man, I know about that in my own personal life. For a number of years, I wasn't really intentional, especially early in my career. But I, I want you to know that being intentional doesn't mean you're going to be good at it because you're going to struggle and you're going to find days that's going to be really tough to remain intentional. But the main thing is, are you intentional with your leadership? And so becoming intentional is extremely important. John Maxwell kind of says it like this with intentionality. He says, the only way to ensure that tomorrow is better is that you have to grow today. And man, I love that quote. Don't you, Kelly? Absolutely. No, John Maxwell's just, he always, it's just so simple. You know, that's what I love about him is that he's just, you think it has to be all this complicated stuff with leadership. And yet when he says it, it's just like, boom, you know, oh, yeah. it's so easy. It's, it's one of those moments, you know, I talk about in the classroom, I want you to have three moments. We want these in every podcast too. We want aha moments where you just kind of light bulb comes on an aha moment way to describe that's kind of like a Google search. You know, when you Google search something, it comes back, aha, I got it. You know, it's kind of like that. And then I want bam moments. Bam moments are things that kind of make you now have to redirect and focus. You know, you have to know you're committed to getting something done. A bam moment does that to you. And a kaboom totally changes direction in your life and kind of like moves you forward, you know. And John Maxwell is full of those aha, bam, kaboom moments. And Absolutely. like you said, it's just so simple. You know, it kind of kind of goes to the heart of what you're trying to do. So, you know, Kelly, we've talked about uh, a number of folks asked me um, about my story and how it relates to, uh, you know, intentionality and how that goes. So I, I think it would probably be good for us to share a little bit about that of how I got started and, you know, and then move segue into the intentional kind of uh, leadership stuff. So, you know, I started out in high school of not being that great a student and it wasn't because, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't, it wasn't because I was dumb. You know, a lot of people who don't do good in school, sometimes they get marked as being dumb or whatever. I, I don't know that we had those standards back when I was going to school, but, but I do know that uh, I just didn't apply myself and I was more interested in playing baseball and sports and all that stuff and come from a single parent home and all that stuff. You know, everybody's got those stories. Everybody understands that. But for me, it was a little bit of a struggle to stay kind of focused, but I did focus on baseball. And as a result, I was able to sign a contract with the Minnesota Twins. Uh, you know, in my high school days, I always laugh about this. I didn't have much choice to, when I came out of school. I was recruited by some of the best schools out there to play baseball, just didn't have the grades, didn't have the SAT score. I remember taking my SAT and getting my score back, and I thought, well, don't you get that many points for just signing your name? <laughs> it's like, 
I'm yeah. like, I don't know that I answered many questions right, but it, <laughs> but it was kind of <laughs> like that, you know, and, and so uh, I started out and I had a choice of, uh, I'd actually looking for a job because, you know, uh, back in the days when you, you get out of oh, high yeah. school, back when I went, I mean, your, your dad and mom and everybody around you said, get a job. J-O-B was the word of the day. So, right. uh, I know, right? So, uh, I was looking for a job and, and didn't have many opportunities. There weren't many people recruiting me for the job world. And so, uh, I actually applied at a convenience store and got accepted and was going to start on Monday. But thank God uh, that intervention occurred and I uh, got a call from a scout on Sunday that said, hey, we're thinking about signing you. Would you sign? And it was from the Minnesota Twins. And I said, let me see. Uh, pro Baseball. <laughs> convenience store you know, dream come like, true dream come true man i could go to work at a convenience <laughs> store right now so I, I signed for not that much money and then i was in spring training before i was even 18 years old i was down in spring wow. training. but you know what i didn't understand is i i didn't understand the the act or the art of intentionality as it relates to baseball any baseball player who makes it to the major leagues or any baseball player who's extremely successful you have to remember this that they have to be intentional and they have to be intentional in the act and the art of baseball. And they have to understand the business of baseball. And so that was one of the things that I didn't really understand. I didn't understand the intentionality, nor did I understand the business of baseball, which we're going to talk about the business of baseball as it relates to like the business of leadership. And what that means with baseball, it just means it's everything, filling the seats, uh, preparing the players, you know, drafting the players, getting the uniforms, getting all the lights cut on, getting the grass sure. cut. It's just the very business of making it happen. And a lot of people don't understand that leadership's exactly like that. The business of leadership mm -hmm. requires a number of things. It requires uh, treating people right. It requires the right circumstance. It requires, it requires the right organizational structure. It requires the right chain of command. I mean, just so many things that the business of leadership requires and what a lot of times a, a bunch of our leaders that I know who are not that successful don't really understand the business of leadership. And we'll talk more about that, but just to get people thinking about yeah. that, that when you become intentional with anything, you become a business person in that. Does that make sense? So what happens is you actually become in the business and you put yourself into the science and the art and the business of that. So when you become intentional with leadership, what you don't realize is, is you start developing this business acumen about leadership that is completely compelling and does change your life and the people that you're leading around. So anyway, uh, I uh, go play yeah. baseball, not that successful, come back looking for a job. I tell people about high school. I graduated uh, 261 in my class. I think I was 249. And so <laughs> that's like, oh my God. 249th, you know, I mean, I, I would shudder to think if my kids came home and said, hey, dad, well, you know, we're 249th out of 261. But, you know, that's kind of what, how I started out. Kind of tells you my academic skills, wasn't that great? And so when you look at it in terms of leadership, uh, you know, it did, it did cause a problem for me later on. But we'll, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. So didn't stay in baseball that long, didn't understand the business of it. And before I know it, I'm out looking for a job again. And my right. dad was a former cop and being a former cop, I thought, Hey, that'd be a good, kind of a good thing. Apply for the Asheville police department. They got this cadet program going on. And so this cadet program, I'm able to sign up and become a cadet. Then I'm not even old enough to be a cop. So I have to be a dispatcher or become a dispatcher for like eight or nine months. Then I become 21. And then when I become 
uh, 21, I become a police officer. And man, I fast forward. One thing I understood though, at that point was you got to understand that, that we're starting to transition in law enforcement now where education is becoming premium. So if you've right. got an education, you're going to get promoted quick. And you know, I just looked dumb. I knew, Hey, I needed that, but I didn't have the skills. So I actually applied at Asheville Buncombe tech to get into school. And wow. I, well, you know, because I knew that if I was ever going to, uh, you know, the, the, again, understand the business leadership. If you're right. not promoted and you're not moved forward, it's kind of hard to, you know, progress in the business of it. Well, and that so, wasn't that, that was definitely the time you had all of the veterans coming back from the Vietnam War with the GI Bill and a lot of them went into law enforcement. So there was that, that dynamic as well. Oh, yeah. And so, the, I mean, there was like 10 of my uh, fellow uh, cops that were going to school and I said, I'm going to join them. So I got to AB Tech, apply. Uh, and then they kind of call me and say, well, since your academic standing is so great, <laughs> they actually said, you know, you really, we really can't admit you as a full student. What we have to do is kind of, can you go to the learning lab? So I went over to the learning lab and I thought, man, I've got to get into this class because I wanted to graduate with everybody that had already started. And back then you went on the quarter system and when you went on the quarters, you could, you kind of all yeah. went together and graduated together. So I wanted to do that, and then I, I was like, oh, my God, I was kind of devastated I didn't get in. And sure. So I started working in a learning lab, and there was a, a lady in the learning lab that really helped me with math. I'm not that great in uh, math. and She saw one thing about me that was extremely important. She said, you're determined as heck. And I said, yeah, I kind of am because I want to graduate with these people. I want to go to school. She said, well, let me see if I can get you in. She goes over, long story short. She convinces them to allow me a provisional, which meant that I could get into school and start, start taking classes, but mm -hmm. I had to go to the learning lab for like every class I had to spend an hour. So every week I was like four hours in the learning lab, which really, if you look at it in terms of my life and looking back, that's when I really became intentional. You know, right. when I had to focus, when I had to do it. So it, remind, it, it kind of reminds me of these three things that in terms of the tip of the day, we're going to talk about the no BS tip at the end of this, but it also we're going to talk about it quite a bit as we go. There's three things you have to be to become intentional. You have to become disciplined, determined, and focused. And if you can become disciplined, determined, and focused, you can do about anything you put your mind to. So for me, I found out if, if I did those things with school, then I could do it. Well, long story short, nine years later, I get a master's degree. I get an associate, a bachelor, and a master's degree. And as a result, of having those degrees, I was able to get promoted really quickly, and I became a, a captain at the age of 29. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is in terms of uh, in law enforcement, that's kind of the command staff upper level. That's like considered one of the top ranking folks in most agencies. And then I become a major, which is the next step up right below chief. And then at the age of 33, I become police chief in Greer, South Carolina which totally changed my life Incredible. and got me to become way more intentional, way more focused on what I was trying to do. And so with that, you know, it's like I learned that the more intentional you are with leadership, the absolute better you get at what you're trying to accomplish. And that's not with just leadership. That's with anything. Look at it in terms of let's use something that all of us hate, but all of us know works for at least a short period of time. And that's when we go on like diets. You know, any of us might try to lose weight. We'll stop eating. We'll do exercise. We become intentionally focused really quickly, and then we get the results we want. And so, you know, what I learned about that was that the more I become intentional, the more I get better at leadership. And it means you have to start putting that stuff into action 
almost immediately, and then you'll start seeing changes. And when you look at, at becoming intentional, it's just something that requires a great deal of focus, great deal of determination, and a great deal of discipline. But you don't start out with all the tough stuff. You start out with the easy stuff first. And so for me, when I became a police chief, uh, you know, I, I tell people this a lot. I know what it's like to be in a job and not be good at it. I know what it's like to be not good at it and not really able to perform the duties because you just don't have the experience. You may not have the education. You may not have the knowledge and you just don't know what you're doing that quick. So for me, I kind of found myself in that position really when it came time to become a police chief. So, Mm-hmm. You know, when, when yeah, I'm no, a- absolutely. I can totally see that. I mean, it's remarkable what you accomplished in such a short amount of time. And um, it, it's, I can only imagine what it must have felt like. It was both exhilarating and exciting. And then probably like, oh, now, you know, what have I done? <laughs> well, I mean, there was moments where I'd say, I mean, what was I thinking? You know, I mean, there's, there's absolutely no doubt about it. And, but I do know that the more I became focused, the more I became uh, put Uh, thoughts into action the more that i started all right here's what i have to do to be successful and here's what i need to do and i kind of developed this mapped out this growth plan if you will i'm not saying that i had this strict growth plan but i had a good idea of where i was trying to go you know if, if you like john maxwell said earlier in the first quote here if you know the way show the way and go the way then you can lead others to do that so i knew that i wanted to uh kind of of help my, and to kind of uh, uh, you know progress forward and and one of the things I learned early on in my career was that the two most important components about intentionality as it relates to leadership is you have to be committed to be intentional to grow yourself and then you have to be intentional and the intentionality to grow others and when you mm-hmm. use those two in combination you can get a lot of stuff done now I was I I don't want people to think that you're going to sound selfish when you talk about growing yourself, but one thing's for certain that I found out to be true in my life. If I don't grow, I certainly can't grow other people. And the more that I grow myself, the more I'm out to help other people grow. And so, you know, when you talk about uh, looking at it from that perspective, I was like, okay, wow, you know, I'm really into something here. When I became chief, the one thing I did learn was, I don't know that I thought about this this much prior to becoming chief, but when you're in life and you start making decisions and especially tough ones or ones that are hard or out of your comfort zone, if you will, the one thing that you rely on that your brain will default to is what I call the experiential experiential learning kind of curve. Meaning that you, what you've experienced in life give you a guide on the decision you're going to make. Well, I know this much that I'm a young chief at 33. Heck, I didn't have that much experience, much experience. So when you don't have that, You've got to find a way to get things done. And I, I know this to be true, that people make bad decisions for three reasons. One is they have lack of experience. And number two is they don't have the knowledge to kind of make that decision. You know, when you don't have experience, you don't have the knowledge. And the third is they lack the time to really focus and do the thing. So when you don't have those three things, man, you're, you're hurt. So I thought, all right, so how do I fix this? All right, I can't fast forward my experience but what can I do? So I knew that I could increase my knowledge. So as a result of that, I went and started, I went to the library. Now, why did I go to the library? Because in 91, folks, there was not Google. 
you know, I know that's hard for our listeners to kind of believe that there wasn't a time when there wasn't. Especially the iGens and the millennials. You know, (laughs) I mean, folks, there was a time when there was not Google. So in 91, Google is the library. And so I have to go to the library and I go in there. And, uh, you know, I can, I've improved my reading skills to the point now because I've been to college and I went in the learning lab, did all that stuff, changed my life because I learned how to read better. So I go in there and I find three books on the shelf that really resonate with me. There was about five or six on the shelf, but these three really, I don't know why, but I was drawn to them. The first one was Seven Habits, Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Oh, my gosh. That one right there changed me completely because what that book did was that book got me to begin to start looking at myself and, you know, the seven habits. Uh, I say this and people don't believe me, but I read that sucker about five and a half times. And so when I read that book, it just, every time I read it, it just meant something more to me, you know? And so Mm -hmm. the, the seven habits be proactive, begin with the end in mind, put first things first, you know, think win, win, seek first, understand before being understood. Number six, create synergy. Number seven, sharpen the saw. You know, folks, I didn't have those in front of me in the note. You might think I did, but I actually have those memorized. And it becomes, it's intentional, you know, because I became intentional with trying to develop myself. Now, listen, here's something I want you to make sure that the listeners understand. I was trying to become intentional, but I was not good at that point. I'm not really sure that I ever got really good in my life, but I know one thing, that intentionality helped me get better. And so, you know, I, I began to focus on myself. We even had a class in the police department there, you know, where uh, we, we actually met on Tuesdays and we had five or six people show up and kind of want to know more about, you know, seven habits, which I hope it helped some folks there. So that was the first book. The second one was the book by Cousy and Posner on Leadership Challenge. And that's the book that has credibility. It has uh, the five things that leaders should do. You know, a couple of those are enable the others, uh, enable the heart, uh, have challenge the process, share, you know, have a shared vision. You know, those are things that they said out of thousands of people they interviewed, what should a leader really try to do? Plus they got 10 or 12 characteristics of credibility in there. It's a really good book. But the one thing about that book that changed my life, and now you understand now this starts pointing me towards more being intentional as it relates to being a leader is it said the key component of leadership, the number one component of leadership. And I swear I didn't think about this till I read it. And I read it. It was a kaboom moment. Blew my world up. It said the number one thing that every leader has to possess is the want to. The desire, the want to lead for the right reasons. I thought, oh my God. Because to be honest with you, you know, being named chief at such an early age is kind of good for the ego. You know, I'm just sure. kind of honest with you. When people call you chief, you know, I used to think, man, if people call me chief, I, that's something special. You know, hell, after a couple of years, I was when people called me chief, I was ducking. You know, I was like, <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, who is that? That's the person they're wanting answers from. I was like, hey, this is crazy. You know, I mean, it's a it's a tough world, that's for sure. But when I find that that one key component in terms of leadership that want to, man, that sustained me through really tough times. You have to have the want to. You know, when I talk about the, the want to, you have to understand the why in your life, and you got to understand the what. So you understand why you do it. Now you understand what or how you do it, and then you got to have the want to to do it. Those three W's are so huge in your life. I guarantee you one thing right now. If you got a sucky attitude, and you're not really progressing at your work, and you're not as tense as you want to be, examine those three things. You really sure. don't understand your why, 
your want to is waning and you're not sure what you're doing. I mean, when those things happen, oh my God, it's like crazy. So anyway, so I go to school, I read those two books and, and then I read the third one by Lou Holtz. It's called Winning Every Day. He says there's three things in, for every leader. You got to know that people, that they got to know you care about them. They got to know they can trust you. And the other thing is, are you committed to excellence? For me, committed <laughs> to excellence, I grabbed that sucker and just took off running with it. Now, the bad thing about that was, was I learned very quickly that when you try to impose excellence on people, it's not their excellence you're imposing. It's yours. Now, yeah, it's your leader, want to, but not their want to. Well, it, and it's, you understand your why. They don't. So, we get that, you know, uh, and it really made me understand two key components of leadership. You either inspire people or you manipulate them. When you manipulate people, you, they do it because they have to. When you inspire them, they do it because they want to. Totally different uh, motivations there for sure. So those three books really changed my life, and they got me on a direction of becoming much more intentional in my leadership. And it really took me into another area of my life of becoming kind of student, if you will, of leadership. So I've been a practitioner, a student of leadership, and thank goodness I've had the opportunity to become an instructor and a purveyor of information mm -hmm. you know, in terms of leadership. You know, intentional leadership, the key components we discussed earlier in the podcast was focus, determination, and discipline. And I can't overemphasize the importance of all three of those. I, I do know that when I become, in my own personal life, when I become much more intentional in what I'm trying to do, it seems that things start becoming more ordered, things become more clear, and it seems like things get done. So what I'm recommending to everybody out there is, you know, we, we talked about the, kind of this uh, no no uh, BS tip, if you will, as it relates to what our no BS tip is. And what I want folks to do is just to understand that becoming intentional requires a commitment. And so what I'd like for you to do is for the next seven days, I'd like for you to find an area of your leadership. Now you can pick one, two, or three areas, but I would prefer you just pick one or two and you say, let me think about the areas that I need to improve in terms of leadership. What do I need to work on? It might be emotional intelligence. It might be I need to communicate better. It might need to, to, that I just need to focus more on what I'm trying to do. But take one or two areas, and over the next seven days, what I'd like for you to do is to become actually intentional with how you're trying to improve. Now, what does that mean? It means to kind of get you a little bit of a growth plan. I'm not saying go out there and write this major growth plan because if you're not intentional with anything in your life, you're not going to do this. And so I do recommend with people that you start journaling a little bit. But the one thing about journaling that's important is that people who don't journal, they don't have a, they have a hard time doing that. So let's don't journal first. Let's jot. So let's jot our stuff down and just write down what you're trying to improve. And then for the next seven days, commit with that. So for me, like if it was me, I would talk about mindset. Now, we're going to spend a lot of time on these podcasts talking about mindset. But mindset is that current state of thought based upon expectations, which means when you get out of bed in the morning, what are you thinking? The first thing you say in the morning is, damn, or the first thing you say is, you know, turn your alarm clock off or whatever you might do, then that's a mindset. So for me, one of the big areas of improvement for me was I had to improve my mindset. So that could be it for you. I, I'm not saying what that is. You pick those two areas or one area and for the next seven days commit with your intentional active leadership and let's see how much better you can make yourself. Now, you can 
join in on LHLN in our blog. You can write us a message on our email. But, you know, I'd, I'd really be interested to see how you're doing. Keep us posted. Let us know how you're doing and let us know how we can help you. Because this network, this Leaders Helping Leaders Network is about other people's become better. This is about us becoming better and you becoming better with us. We're on a journey together. This is not something that, you know, we're out here alone and you're not alone. We're in this journey together. We're in the same boat. We just need to be rowing in the same direction. So being a part of our network is something special to us and it means a lot to us. So over the next seven days, commit to something that can make your life better and make those around you much, much better. So I challenge you, go out there and do it. I'm going to do it, and I'll keep you posted on how I'm going to do too. We'll make some mention in our blogs about how that's going. So let's work together and become the absolute best that we can be, and let's commit ourselves to excellence, and uh, let's be the absolute best version of ourselves. You know, it's about time to wrap this thing up and uh, be looking forward to our next uh, episode and our next uh, podcast. Folks, thanks again for joining us at LHLN, the podcast Straight Talk on Leadership, the No BS Zone. That means where we talk about to the heart of the matter, we go straight to what's bothering you and what's an issue with leadership. We go straight to ideas and suggestions. Let's hear from you. Folks, thanks for joining us today. You know, be safe, work hard at it, and make someone's lives better. You've been listening to the Straight Talk on Leadership podcast with Dean Crisp. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or Spotify so that you do not miss a future episode. Also, please visit our website, www.lhln.org, where you can find the show notes, links provided by our guests, and learn more about the Leaders Helping Leaders Network and our upcoming classes. Until our next episode in the No BS Zone, be sure to put your leadership into action every day. Thank you for listening.